Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, August 11. U.S. stocks closed out the day mixed as the markets digested the release of the producer price index. Like yesterday's consumer price index, this inflation report came in lower than expected. The data seemed to dampen expectations that the Fed will have to remain severely aggressive with tightening monetary policy. Treasuries fell and yields rose, particularly on the mid-to-long end of the curve, to extend the recent steepening of the yield curve. The U.S. dollar was unchanged following the inflation data, crude oil traded higher, and gold lost some ground. In equity news, Dow member Walt Disney Company topped earnings estimates and posted stronger-than-expected subscriber figures, while GSK, Sanofi, and Halion are extending drops on litigation concerns regarding Zantac. In other economic news, jobless claims continued to climb but by a smaller amount than expected. Asia finished higher and Europe closed mixed as the global markets digested the U.S. inflation data. The Dow Jones Industrial Average increased 27 points or 0.1% to 33,337. The S&P 500 Index declined 3 points or 0.1% to 4,207. And the Nasdaq Composite decreased 75 basis points or 0.6% to 12,780. In moderate volume, 4.5 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded and 5.7 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil increased $2.41 to $94.34 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price lost $12.60 to $1,801.10 per ounce, and the dollar index was unchanged at 105.21. In equity news on Thursday, Dow member Walt Disney Company, ticker symbol DIS, reported adjusted fiscal third quarter earnings per share of $1.09 above the $0.97 cent fact set estimate as revenues rose 26% year-over-year to $21.5 billion, north of the street's forecast of $21 billion. Walt Disney added 14.4 million Disney Plus subscribers, bringing its total subscriber figure, including ESPN Plus and Hulu, to $221 million, which was above analysts' estimates. The company's revenue out of its theme park segment also came in above expectations. Walt Disney also announced a new ad-supported subscription tier for its Disney Plus streaming service and said it will raise the price of its direct-to-consumer streaming offers. Shares traded solidly higher. The second quarter earnings season is heading down the home stretch, and of the 452 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, roughly 64% have topped revenue forecasts and approximately 75% have bested profit projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Compared to last year, revenue growth is tracking to be up 14.9% and earnings are 8.8% higher. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses the market environment in her latest article titled Both Sides Now, Fed's Dueling Mandates. How July's hot jobs report will likely keep the Fed in a hawkish position, but key to watch moving forward is a continued softening in leading labor and inflation indicators. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In other equity news, shares of GSK PLC, ticker symbol GSK, 
Sanofi, ticker symbol SNY, and Halion PLC, ticker symbol HLN, fell amid concerns about litigation regarding their involvement with antacid Zantac, which has been alleged to contain substances that cause cancer. In economic news on Thursday, the Producer Price Index, or PPI, showed prices at the wholesale level in July declined 0.5% month-over-month, compared to the Bloomberg Consensus estimate of a 0.2% gain and June's downwardly revised 1% increase. The core rate, which excludes food and energy, rose 0.2% month-over-month, below estimates calling for a match of the prior month's unadjusted 0.4% rise. Year-over-year, the headline rate was 9.8% higher, south of expectations of a 10.4% gain, and compared to the prior month's unadjusted 11.3% rise. The core PPI was up 7.6% year-over-year last month, below estimates of a 7.7% gain, and well south of June's upwardly adjusted 8.4% rise. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 262,000 for the week ended August 6, below estimates of 265,000, but up from the prior week's downwardly revised 248,000 level. The four-week moving average rose by 4,500 to 252,000, and continuing claims for the week ended July 30th increased by 8,000 to 1,428,000 versus estimates of 1,420,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims rose by 23,750 to 1,399,250. Treasuries closed out lower and yields rose on the mid-to-long end of the curve, thus extending a recent bout of yield curve steepening following the inflation data. However, inversions of the yield curve remain. Persisting inflation pressures have forced the Fed to raise its benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points for a second straight meeting last month. Meanwhile, the U.S. dollar paused from yesterday's drop as a result of the cooler-than-expected July inflation reports that were released over the past two days. The greenback has come off multi-decade highs as of late. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist Kathy Jones discusses in her latest article titled The Strong Dollar. Can it continue? How a trifecta of factors support the dollar, including the relatively strong performance of the U.S. economy, tightening monetary policy by the Federal Reserve, and safe haven buying. Kathy notes that these are likely to remain intact into 2023. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones, and check out our latest edition of our Financial Decoder podcast titled, When Interest Rates Rise, What Should You Do With Bonds? Featuring Kathy Jones. The yield on the two-year Treasury note finished three basis points higher at 3.21%, the yield on the 10-year note increased 10 basis points to 2.89%, and the 30-year bond rate soared 14 basis points to 3.18%. On tomorrow's economic calendar, the import price index for July will round out the month's look at the inflation picture, with economists calling for a month-over-month decrease of 1%, lower than last month's 0.2% rise, and for the year-over-year print to be a 9.4% increase versus last month's 10.7% growth. Lastly, we will get August's preliminary read on the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. The consensus is that the index will reach a 52.5 level, higher than July's 51.5 read and above the record low of 50 that was posted in June. In international news on Thursday, 
European equities finished mixed as the markets digested another cooler-than-expected July inflation report out of the U.S. while assessing the economic and monetary policy implications. The U.S. inflation data was in focus with the European economic calendar light today. Inflation has driven aggressive global tightening of monetary policies, but Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop CFA notes in his article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts, how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them, but could also be indicating an inflation peak, which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro and British pound traded higher versus the U.S. dollar, which continues to fall on the cool inflation reports in the past two sessions. Bond yields in the eurozone and the U.K. ended the day higher. Earnings continue to pour in for the region and painted a mixed picture. The U.K. FTSE 100 index closed 0.6% lower. Germany's DAX index was down 0.1%. France's CAC 40 index and Spain's IBEX 35 index gained 0.3%. Italy's FTSE MIB index increased 0.7%. And Switzerland's Swiss market index finished unchanged. Stocks in Asia finished higher following yesterday's rally in the U.S. that followed a cooler-than-expected report on consumer price inflation that eased concerns about how aggressive the Fed will remain. The markets also awaited today's report on U.S. producer price inflation to see if inflation may have peaked. In other inflation news, Australia's August inflation expectation over the next 12 months slowed to 5.9% from July's 6.3% rate. Inflation has driven central banks out of the U.S., U.K., Australia, and India to all announce aggressive monetary policy tightening, but Japan and China have held off on moving down the tightening path. Volume was lighter than usual as markets in Japan were closed for a holiday. Economic concerns in China have been exacerbated by COVID-induced lockdowns, and Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his article titled China's Yo-Yo Economy that although an economic rebound in China is underway, according to government and private sector data, its economy and stock market may remain volatile. China's Shanghai Composite Index increased 1.6%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index rebounded 2.4% after yesterday's drop that came on the tech weakness. South Korea's Kospi Index advanced 1.7%, Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index traded 1.1% higher, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index gained 0.9%. Tomorrow's economic calendar for Europe will introduce data on the UK's second quarter preliminary GDP, as well as the country's construction output, industrial production, and manufacturing production for June. Additionally, we will get a read on the Eurozone's industrial production, while no major reports will be released in Asia. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, August 11.